Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo, and welcome to another Fan Bros special delivery. And this special delivery is even more special than the other special deliveries because this one is coming from the Fan Bros spaceship. And we are in the Fan Bros spaceship because we are packing up for our big voyage. And here to tell you about our big voyage is... DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. Savage Opress. And yes, we do have a big voyage ahead of us, Chico Leo, because finally, after all these weeks of talking about it, it is now New York Super Week, New York Comic Con, all that good stuff. Super Week. Yes, the Super Week. And by the time you hear this, we will be kicking off our first event tomorrow night, Attack at a Con, Star Wars versus Star Trek, Monday, October 5th, at the Benziquin Hall, the Menace Center. Whew. Yeah. And tell them what else is going on in Super Week. I mean, we'll get to all that. But right now, let's just talk about Star Wars versus Star Trek. Okay, Jean Star Grey. Wars versus Star Trek. I know that we've put together a crack team to represent each fandom. Yes. And they're going to debate. And they're going to answer questions. They're going to ask questions. They're going to have to draw pictures. <laughs> they're going to have to make choices. <laughs> All that good stuff. Basically, we're going to be debating who's the best between Star Wars and Star Trek. Like Chico Leo said, we got a crack team. We got Gene Gray. We got Pete Rock. We got Farrell Monch. We got Quelle Chris. It's all hosted by the Dylan of the Deceptive Comics. It's going down. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you need to get them now. And he's being modest there, folks, because DJ Benjamin himself is the captain of the Star Wars team. And Tatiana King-Jones will be captaining the Star Trek team. Yeah, you know I got to represent because I cape for Star Wars every week. So, you know, this time... It's the final battle, and you know who's taking home the crown, folks. So be there and represent the light side, the right side, the dark side. It don't matter. You know, any of those sides are the good side to be on. So we hope to see you tomorrow. There will be special, there's going to be special gifts, special guests, special appearances. It's all going to be happening tomorrow at the Benzequin Center. Yep, most definitely. Or Benzequin Hall, rather. Yeah, Benzequin Hall, Dominus Center. Get your tickets on fanbros.com. But enough of that, Chico. We had so much going on in TV tonight. It's special delivery. Let's give the people what they're really here for. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been hot and heavy with the new shows. But uh, a show that we've been watching uh, concluded its little six-episode run uh, tonight. And I was pleasantly surprised, uh, although they always manage to pull it out. I'm talking about A Fear the Walking Dead. And uh, the episode was entitled The Good Man. Yeah, man. I I can right off the bat, Chico. I gotta say, I haven't caught every episode of the season. I can't believe it was only six episodes because it seems a lot longer. But I did, you know, catch back in for the finale tonight, and I I enjoyed it. And I really have to say one thing about the show off the top that they do very well is just those silent moments, like the silent moment before when they were shooting up the hospital and you saw all the lights going out in L.A. And then in this episode, when they walk by the burnt up bodies and just the piles of ash and 
And they know they know that that uh, Ophelia knows her mother, and Daniel knows his wife is you know in that pile. Yeah, that was that was rough, man. That was like you know that's what this show really does well is really show the effects of you know a zombie apocalypse. I think even more than The Walking Dead does. Yeah, and it's only I mean like The Walking Dead when they sort of stop and have really sort of whack conversations that the show sort of grinds to the halt. But this this I thought was definitely. Uh, the the best like the last one was pretty good and the first four were a little uneven with the pacing and with the character but i'm definitely invested in this group now what did you think of strand because he was actually introduced in the last episode he's the uh uh, the jedi knight in the uh in the tuxedo who seems to have wandered in from like the knights of the old republic or something I think, you know, my thing is about Strand is even more dangerous than a zombie apocalypse is a black man in a suit. (laughs) With a giant mansion and a yacht. You know, an intelligent brother in a suit in a zombie apocalypse is a problem. And I think Strand might be my favorite new character of any show in a long time, yo. I want to see cosplays of Strand this week at New York Comic Con. Oh, well, that's dope. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. The one thing that's not clear is why he helped save uh, Chris. Because uh, he, he, in the last episode, completely saved him. You know, the, the junkie son. And so, uh, you know, um, there, there was sort of no motive for it. And uh, that dude definitely seems, you know, pretty ruthless and like someone who could take care of himself. But yeah, I agree. I thought he was uh, a refreshing, uh, you know, uh, a refreshing new character that they introduced last week because the uh, the status quo definitely needed to be shook up a little bit. And uh, you know, we got we got uh, through the the whole thing with one. Well, I guess two characters died, but uh, in this this finale, we had one, um, and it was Travis's ex wife Liza, and uh, Madison took care of her. And uh, she fell off the cliff outside of uh, Strand's dope, dope mansion. No, no, she didn't fall off the cliff. The body was still lying there because. Oh, is that? Oh, I thought when they were. Oh, okay. I thought. Oh, no, no, no. Because the son, you know, got to see it all. And Madison is the woman, right? That's the wife. No, Madison didn't do the deed. No, no. Oh, she shot herself? No, no. Travis did it? Yes. When did you shoot that? Oh, shit. What happened? Oh man, no! I watched the episode. There, there might have been a food delivery at one point, but I thought, you know, I thought I rewind. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, while you were grubbing down, Chico, Travis yeah. wanders up and you know sees. No, I the, saw all that, and he's like, "No, you can't do this," and all that. When then he takes the gun from. Oh, Madison I didn't see that because I just and, heard the gunshot and saw everyone's reaction to it. Yes, no, and then he stumbles down upon the beach, and then Madison right. comes over to console him, but he's wow. obviously change for the worse and travis that's another character that i'm really interested in because he seems to have a super dark past or something because he went to work on my man yeah the military man and who is that actor chico because i sean sean hatosi he was supposed to be like the next big thing like 15 to 20 years ago yes he was in what was he uh he was in a gangster flick wasn't he 
He, uh, yeah, he might very well be. He starred in one of the Farrelly brothers' movies, like two or three movies after something about Mary. They okay. made like a stoner comedy, like set in boarding school, and he was the lead. And then his parts just kind of kept getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> and now he's not, you know, he's just a guest star on the Walking Dead spinoff. Getting not even served. a cast member. He's not even on the main show, you know. No, and he's straight getting served by yeah. Travis in this one. Getting them left rights like he was a punching bag. Oh, yeah. But, but um, back to Strand real quick. I do have to say, I think his uh, motivation is that every Batman needs a Robin. So, right. you know, he picked up his Chris right there. You know, he's got his Robin. And, you know, we'll see what goes on. But, yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling Strand. And overall, I thought the episode, like you said, was strong. You know, it's a good little mo- You know, it had its moments. There's definitely some clunking lines, but... That ending, you know, with him, had, with Travis having to kill his ex and, you know, his reaction shot on the beach was just, that was heartbreaking, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely down with, I don't know if they're really going to go through with it, but I would watch the shit out of a show about a bunch of people on a boat during a zombie apocalypse, you know, <laughs> heading into port every few weeks, you know, to pick up supplies or every few months and, you know, jumping onto ships, you know, filled with zombies, like cruise ships filled with zombies to steal supplies. Like, I, that's definitely a show that I could definitely get into. I mean, I, any show that features more of Strand, I can definitely right, do. All right, all so. right. Well, he would be the captain of that spaceship, so yeah, no, definitely. He's the definitely, Abigail. He's definitely topping Cisco in terms of black captains right, right there. Right, right. yeah, right off the bat, your man Strand is putting it down. So, no, I, you know, overall, he's definitely making me tune in. I, you know, loved the, overall, I thought the episode was good. It just, you know, it's still... Fear the yeah, it's dead. it's learning to walk. Like I, I thought the the regular Walking <laughs> Dead was, you know, took some time, you know, to get to where it's at now. Most I thought it definitely. took like a full two seasons to get really dope. Mm. Um, although now, there were really dope episodes in there, I thought the pilot was actually really great. Um, I just thought it didn't get that good again for a while. Oh but anyway, God. a show that I didn't expect to be as good this season is Gotham, which the first two weeks have been great. Uh, They've been focusing on the villains, and the episode uh, this week was called Knock Knock, and we saw more from, you know, um, Theo Galvan's crew, which includes Jerome the Joker and Barbara, who might or might not be the future Harley Quinn, as well as other villains, and they, uh, they stole a school bus full of cheerleaders and poured gasoline all over them and were about to light them on fire before the uh, Gotham PD showed up. But uh, it seemed, uh, seemed a little excessive for an 8 o'clock show, which, you know, I applauded. Wow. So yeah. none, of the, none of the cheerleaders actually caught those hot ones, though. No, no. Okay. But they were all covered in gasoline, so that's uh- something. Okay, because just like Fear the Walking Dead, I haven't caught up on Gotham all right. the way through, but I've been hearing how good it is, and it is such an improvement over the season. I mean, over the first season. So right. I will give it another chance, and I'll catch up, and you know, I'll have some more to say next week. But what else is going on in it? Um. So yeah, basically, Gordon got fired, but uh, got back on the uh, on the scene. The um for the commissioner. The black lady commissioner actually got killed by the Joker, um, yeah. and he had a whole scene where he seemed to be channeling, like alternating between channeling Jack Nicholson and uh, Heath Ledger. But wow. it's your dude Cameron Monaghan, you know, who was uh, who's on Shameless, yeah. is is, and he's really dope. I mean, no, he's definitely a great actor. 
So I was going to say the weird thing is, you know, going into the season, you know, they killed off Fish Mooney and she was the best thing about the first season. And so my expectations were, were lower. But I think it's one of those situations where sometimes when the team gets rid of their best player, somehow the, the team plays better in the next season or they, you know, like something like that happened here. And the whole show, I feel like so. I mean, it's only two episodes, but they're just sort of much more focused. And um, again, having the superhero stuff and James Frain, who plays Theo Galvan, he's dope. He uh, he was uh, he was on um, True Blood. He was on The Tudors. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he's sort of the the leader of the villains. He broke them out of Arkham last week. So um, that's the guy from uh, Orphan Black as well. Oh, that's right, and he was also the like the cleaner or the assassin on on Orphan Black, right? So that dude does a lot of a lot of these kinds of shows, and he definitely uh, he definitely has the the look, you know, the cheekbones uh, for it. But um, yeah, all in all, I mean, uh, this, the big surprise is that that Gotham has been pretty good, uh, has been better than expected and better than the first season. Um, there was a point where they did string together five or six really good episodes, like two thirds of the way through the season, but it took a while to get there and they sort of lost the, they lost their way a little bit. Now, one thing I have to say about Gotham that I really do, I think they're making the right choice by doing this. It's just completely ignoring anything to do with continuity or canon and just, you know, forging their own route because I hear a lot of people complaining about that stuff, but I'm going to think that, you know, if if a show or a book, you know, just tells a story in its own right, it doesn't really matter about canon because some of the greatest things like Batman, you know, the animated series is basically its whole own canon. Right. Like it doesn't even really exactly tie in that well with Justice League or any of the other, you know, animated universes. It just it loosely does, but it doesn't really need to. You know, it's like you right. can enjoy each on its own. I mean, it's and like I, it's an alternate universe where a lot of the things are the same. And actually, one of the most important things that just happened is they introduced the young Lucius Fox. Mm, who's playing um, him? He's um, black, hopefully, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the dude who was uh, – I, he's a character actor. He was in the first season of Homeland. He was the other. He was the other sniper. If you uh, who came out of the thing with with the do you know with the main character of Homeland in the first season, he was in the newsroom, but he was often in the background and didn't have a lot of lines. He's been in a lot of stuff. Like he shows up, you know, he's like an A list guest star or he's on shows. Anyway, he he's really dope, and the way they introduced him, he he might he actually was already introduced in the first season. Um, as just a member of uh, the board of of uh, you know Wayne Enterprises, I'm pretty sure. But this episode, like Alfred, basically recruits him to help him and Bruce, you know, uncover all the you know nefarious dealings that that Wayne Enterprises is you know has their hands in and what might have gotten uh, George Wayne killed. Now, interesting. Are they going to go into? Have they made any mention of the Court of Owls at all? No, but I think like I thought I saw some reference to that being introduced this season. Oh, that'll be dope. That but they haven't yet, a, no. Because that's something that hasn't been shown at all in any films because it's, you know, fairly recent, but that would be a dope way for Gotham to flip it. So, we'll see yeah. if they, you know, make that move. 
And we haven't seen that much of the Penguin. Like, he's definitely, they're, they're setting things up where the Penguin and this Theo Galvan are probably going to have to go head-to-head. Um, but, uh, you know, Penguin's got Catwoman on his side. He's got his, you know, his hitman from last season. He's got all the gangs. But Theo Galvan has the Joker. And, uh, he, you know, I mean, seeing a dope Joker on TV, I mean, it's been 50 years since Cesar Romero. <laughs> Can't be mad at that. Now, if you want to talk about a dope Joker on TV, though, uh, Chico, I think you need to look no further than Empire. Right, right. Well, who who exactly is the Joker? (laughs) I'd have to say in this episode, it would have to be Lucius Lyon. Because Lucius Lyon, um, as I tweeted about, and I have to say, you know, out of all the things that I've tweeted, I've tweeted, you know, thousands of tweets about various things. And my two most retweeted of all time are now from two different episodes of Empire. Really? So yes. Wow. Sad or, you know, glad to say. I don't know which one you want to call that. But yeah, right. two of and as I said this week on Empire, you know, it's like Lucius Lyon is locked up in jail in prison. His son leaks his new album out, and Lucius still manages to get his single on the radio before you know, Hakeem's album can even get any more mention for the rest of the show. In fact, I mean, you never even hear about it again after he leaves it. So it's like one of those albums that people leak and nobody just gives a damn, you know, five minutes later. Right, right, right. And, you know, enough memes of, you know, Hakeem's album getting dumped into the trash can and all that. And then, you know, Lucius Lyons' single is banging on the, um, banging on the radio while, you know, Hakeem is sitting around sweeping up floors with his mom. So wait, did Lucius record that before he went to? Uh, no, Lucius recorded that in jail of in one of the most did. outrageous scenes right. in the history of this show. And I think you said it last week that this show needs to keep upping the ante, and it should be kind of tough for him to do that. And why they didn't up the ante this episode, you know, there was no cannibals or anything. They didn't right. have Ludacris make a cameo, and you know, Ludacris plays a prison guard, and. Uh, you know, your boy manages to record a track in prison and just, you know, like I said, uh, once again on Twitter, this show is like, you know, it's a musical. That's what's the funniest right. thing about it is that you forget that this show is a musical until they burst into these songs. Where it's just like <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a, 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 a genre bending phenomenon. There's definitely no that. So what? And and uh, Cookie didn't have much to do this episode. A genre bending phenomenon. It is to be like you know is. their new tagline for real. They need to pay you for that one, Chico. But uh, Cookie didn't have too much to do this episode, other than you know she broke off and now they formed a new label. The sons are all going at each other. Hakeem is down with Cookie on their new label. Um, I can't remember the other son, the John Legend Drake clone, right. is you know somewhere in the middle. And uh, no, no, actually, he's got control of Empire, so he's pissed at Hakeem because Hakeem is you know leaked his album. The businessman son can't figure out what he wants to do really. Who you know who knows who cares. And Lucius is still just killing shit from inside the jail. So that's like the main thing. Like I said, Lucius is definitely the Joker of this episode because, you know, his crazy ass plan somehow worked out for him. I mean, the thing is about, um, you know, being over the top or whatever or, or, or being having to keep topping yourself. I mean, it is based on King Lear, 
which does, you know, kill a lot of people and end up with people, you know, blind and dying and wandering around in the wilderness going crazy. And so there's a lot of room for all of that, I think, uh, <laughs> on Empire. No, there's definitely room for all of that on right. Empire. And it's definitely going to happen. And, uh, you know, for speaking of soap operas, we have to talk about The Strain. Right. So, so you had actually at one point given up this season on The Strain. Did I? I gave up on that show like it was crack rock, you know, right. something you just never want to see again. But you checked back in for this this season's finale. Uh, yeah, I did check back in for this season's finale. I don't know the name of it or who directed it or any of that. And I don't really care because uh, Twitter was definitely kind of... There were some moments in this episode that I guess did not happen in any of the comic books or any of the novels, whatever this was before this. And... Um, people weren't feeling it, but, uh, spoiler, huge spoiler, this episode finally had the death of Nora. Oh. Yes. She Nora. was the Latina who was Zed, Zeph or Zed or whatever was into. <laughs> yeah, uh, F. F, F yeah. Yes. F. F is his name. Right. And F gets f in this episode as Nora gets bitten by his ex-wife, who is a vampire. Right. And Nora only gets bit because her son, Zach, has decided to step up and take the throne of most annoying child ever in any media. Ugh. Like, um, Eddie Furlong can't handle him. Right. <laughs> um, your man from The Phantom Menace, Jay right, Thrill, J- yeah. got nothing on him. Right. Um, Joffrey barely got much on this kid right now because... Zach distracts Nora while she's about to deliver the killing blow to his vampire mom that he knows is a vampire mom. Like, and he's seen what these vampires can do, etc. And he still says, no, don't. No, don't. She stops. Uh, vampire mom delivers the killing blow to Nora instead. And as if Zach was, no, you know, as if he didn't do enough to get himself on that Summer Jam screen. Right. When called by his mom after she delivers the killing blow, walks off with his vampire mom and says, wow. wait, before he walks off, says, let me let me see you, you know, come out of the shadows. Let me see you. She comes out of the shadows. She's still a green, horrible vampire mom, dude. She looks nothing like your mom. It's oh, oh, my so at God. least she turns him in the end then. No. No, she doesn't even need to turn him. She takes him off back to the master without even turning him. He goes fully of his own will. Right. Yes. You know, in his attempt to become, not even attempt, in his crowning decision to become the greatest, most annoying kid ever, you know, Zach has done it. Yeah, I I, I had to give up on the strain. I I will always maintain I had some of the best... uh, vampire zombie tongue effects i've ever seen on tv or in movies but um yeah just the 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 stupid characters doing stupid things (laughs) too stupidly too many times stupid amounts of times it just yeah it was it was too much and yeah you know i mean there's uh this tv thing i mean we're sagging under the weight of all this tv it's uh you know, it's it's easier and easier to drop something because there's some there's so many more new things coming along no, most definitely. But I have to say, like, you know, even though The Strain isn't, you know, great, 
it's still once again it's like empire you know if you accept it for being a dumbass soap opera right then you can go from there because it's definitely a dumb soap opera that just happens to take place in the middle of a vampire apocalypse right uh there there were some great moments this episode i got a big up between uh the professor uh sarcasian Zartrakian, I think. Yeah, Zartrakian, right, right, right. Zartrakian, yeah, Zartrakian and Eichhorn, uh, the German Nazi, as right. usual, have like the best scenes ever when they get to talk ish to each other, and they just had one of the greatest moments. And also, your boy Marlo from The Wire shows up again. Oh, uh, dope. Uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie maybe, Hector, right? Maybe not so dope because, uh, yeah, um. Yeah, Marlo might be your crowning role so far, bro. I'm going to need you to step it up next time. Right. You get more screen time. But, yeah, uh, they had a great moment in between them. You know, them sitting there slinging old insults at each other was just always momentous. So, even though I wish they'd killed the Nazi a long time ago, just like Nora, I'm happy to see him survive. And when they finally did kill Nora, it was kind of like, ah, man, you know, now I'm not. It's like you're not as annoyed with her anymore. So, why are you killing her now? But, right. Just when she was getting good. I wouldn't go that far. Well, yeah, Jamie Hector also (laughs) made some brief appearances on Power this season. Oh, yeah, right. He was like a Haitian dude. Like a Haitian Haitian drug dealer. Oh, okay. See, I think that's why I'm getting confused. I thought he was actually playing that Haitian drug dealer on here. And I was missing his Haitian accent. So, okay. All right. So, you know, Jamie Hepner, big ups. You weren't Haitian. You were actually just a dude getting rich on this episode. So, salute. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, that's it for the strain. You know, I guess I'll keep up with the next season. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, you definitely got to get caught up on Gotham. Um, Also, this this week, uh, Sleepy Hollow premiered, which... um, I, I I'm not even sure. Yeah, I mean I'm I I enjoy it. I think it's really good. I remember. I feel like it's a show that hasn't lived up to its potential. I remember the first season. It really felt like it was one of the best things that season, and now it seems to have fallen like into a rote. And there's nothing against the two stars because they're still really dope. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean either at this point you're either watching Sleepy Hollow or you're not. But. Um, yeah, I mean, new new season, new new uh, new new troubles, new and uh, no Orlando. Uh, Orlando Jones is gone. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing since I haven't watched the show. Right, and you know, Orlando can be a good or a bad thing. So. Right. Uh, also, the leftovers returned. That's I know right. We we both suffered through that first season last season. So, uh, fan bros, you're gonna have to let us know if we need to get into that because right now my vote is for negative. But yeah, you know. I I watched that show sort of just because I was fascinated by how weird it was, but it really was slow and didn't I don't think lent itself to you know. To recaps, but if there are a lot of people out there clamoring for it, then yeah. But um, no, I mean, I've got it in the DVR. Homeland also premiered. I watched the first episode of Homeland. That's another one that I feel like had a lot of promise, and each episode is sort of not as good as the previous one, and now we're into the fifth episode. Um, and uh, Bitch House of Blackish. Blackish. Blackish yeah. is back, but dealing with gun control or gun issues, no less. Yeah, and very also, timely. On, yeah, in the first episode they dealt with the N word, also very timely. And that's what you know, Chico said, you know, we're not really sure if, you know, black black is just very much a show that doesn't really lead itself to recaps. You know, you can follow us on Twitter where I'll be, you know, live recapping it, but 
you know, it's a good show, and I really encourage everybody to watch it, just because it's on the same time as Empire, and I kind of hate that it gets drowned out in all the Empire talk, but, you know, it's a really good show overall, so, you know, if you're not watching Blackish, definitely get the Fan Bros vote of approval. Yeah, I mean, and also now, I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore because, you know, there's so many things that are on opposite each other and, you know, whatever. You DVR it, you watch it a couple of days later, or you DVR it for a few weeks of it and then you watch it a few weeks, you know, three of them, three weeks later. Like, that's definitely the new paradigm, you know? Like, it doesn't, Uh, like, you can watch two, three things on at 8 o'clock on Thursday or, you know, four things on Sunday night at 9. Yep. And speaking of that, the final episode of Vixen also uh, premiered this week on the CW. I didn't get a chance to check the last six minutes of it, but I've enjoyed the rest of it. Uh, It's six episodes total, so if you watch them all, you get about 40 minutes or so of content. And it was a good little story. You know, I think they need to expand it and make it longer, but definitely very dope. If you enjoy The Flash and Green Arrow, then check it out. And Vixen will be on one of those shows, right? Or no? I, I don't think so. Not yet. Because the actress who plays her, they haven't said that she's appearing yet. But, you know, if enough people watch it and, you know, talk about it, then I'm quite sure it will happen. So, no, it's definitely true. You know what to do, fan bros. Yep, you know, vote with your eyeballs. Yes, head over to CW and check it out. And also this week, you know what you need to do, Chico. You need to go to fanbros.com and check out, get tickets to all our Super Week events. Yes, word up. Like the Black Girl Nerds and Fanbros team up. The Wonder Twins of the Urban Geek World are coming together. Big shout outs to Theodis Jones. Chico, I don't even know if you've seen it yet. It's on I did Instagram. see it. I did see it the, with the dope flyer with the Wonder Twins. Man, no, no, no. We got one. That's from our boy Ant Cave who did the Wonder Twins flyer. <laughs> Theodis Jones came back with the ill Black Girl Nerds, Fan Bros, Black Sabbath, 70s heavy metal album cover. I don't know what you want to oh, call shit. it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yo, I'm going, I'm going right now. Oh, it's incredible. It is silly, boy. That boy Theodis came through. You can get your tickets for that at fanbros.com. Oh, yeah. No, this is dope. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know, it's got that 70s heavy metal, science fiction, future vibe, all kind of stuff going on in that. You know, just like fanbros. Absolutely. Wednesday night will be at Latitude for the Crossplay Cosplay Contest, which big shout-outs to Time Out New York. Big shout-outs to Metro Daily for giving us shout-outs in the press. Time Out gave us the top 10. We're in the top 10 events to be in Super Week, which is the Crossplay Cosplay Contest. Latitude, October 7th. Be there in your costumes. You know how strong we got. Prizes from Costume Super Center. Prizes from Namco. All kind of stuff. Hercules sound. Giving away DJ equipment. It's, it's going down. It's it is going down. It's one of the top silly. ten. It's one of the top ten Super Week events. Yes. Woo! So First then, after out. that, we tackle New York City Comic Con. Oh my God! So you know the contents to be crazy. Chetfanbros.com for daily updates. We're gonna be dropping interviews. Man on the street joins me and Chico. Are gonna be out there. Splendescent. Is that even a word in our? That costumes? well, you just made it one. Yes, yeah, splendescent. At- and let's you see know. if we're going to see if anything tops the uh, marriage proposal that uh, we saw last year between Black Panther and Storm right there in Artist Alley. 
Mm, I saw also one from uh, Baroness. No, not Baroness. Uh, Lady J and Hawk or Duke. One right. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's sure the we'll thing. A lot of a lot of people choose to uh, either either pop the uh, pop the question or actually uh, do the big event at uh, at, at Comic Con. Most definitely. So we'll see what happens. The fan bros will be there in full effect. Big shout out to Tatiana King, Ty, the robot, Kim Sony, and the Space Pros producer, Illa YC. Man, we're going to be in there, you know, pretty deep. Big shout out to all the fan bros. If you're out there, you know, holler at us. Hit us on Fan Bros Show. Hit me at Twitter at DJ Ben Amin. You know, D Chico Leo. Let us know where you're at. And, you know, we'll find you. That's right. So we'll see you then. Fan Bros. Fan Bros.